Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. She's from Lithuania. And I hope I'm going to get the name right. Her name is Yeva Kamborovate. Is that right? <laughs> that will do, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's a very complicated Lithuanian name. Yeva Kamborovate, yes. Okay. All right. So thank you for that. Um, I'm glad I don't have to say that again. <laughs> and that you've got a good easy name, first name for me to carry on talking to you over. So um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, why am I still single? And Eva is a, an author and she's a dating coach and she's actually wrote a book on this subject. So I'm, I'm very keen to know, firstly, what is it that made you get into this particular field of coaching and what what sort of inspired you to write that particular book? So my first book is actually for men and it has a a very controversial uh, title. It's called How to Get Laid Now, The Modern Man Strategy to Approaching Women Like the Boss, which some places ban me for this book, other places they giggle when they hear the title of the book. So I firstly started working with men because I noticed that there was a problem. I met a lot of great guys, but they didn't know how to present themselves. They, they, they didn't feel confident. They felt very insecure. They, they were trying too hard or too little. And I, I just really wanted to help them to write a book that could be straightforward without any pickup lines, without any game that uh, pickup artists are suggesting to a lot of men, which I think it can be terrible because you are trying to be someone that you are not. And when you're trying to be someone that you're not, I think you attract the wrong kind of person. And there is just that long for how long you can keep that face of being someone that you're not. So after I wrote that book and then I went to events and I did podcasts, I got approached by women and and women asked me, well, they said, I need something like that, but for women. So then uh, I wrote my second book, which is called Why Am I Still Single? The Truth I Wish My Mom Told Me About Men. (laughs) That's a short story. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that. And I understand why there would be a big difference between the two titles because uh, (laughs) I, th- I think, to be honest, if we targeted women with uh, how to get laid, I don't think they'd be uh, very, very receptive to, to that That's sort true. of description, to be honest. So um, talking about the subject of why am I still, still single, would, what do you think are the main reasons why women today are probably single long term and not attracting the relationships they want? So I think there are a lot of reasons why someone is single. It could be that they are single because they are simply very busy and they're not allocating their time and energy or finding the relationship. I think nowadays women are uh, proud, they're, they're really encouraged to work towards their career 
And if you are a woman, let's say in your late 20s and you say, oh, I actually would like to have a family and have maybe a baby or something like that, she's almost shamed because uh, you have to be uh, extremely accomplished in your career and things like that. I think there is this narrative. So I think a lot of women buy into that. They don't uh, think they don't think that being in a relationship is that important. I think then there is a, a different issue that someone may had uh, a few relationships where they had their heart broken and they have simply given up on love. They think, uh, why even bother? Why even try? And uh, I'll have my heart broken again. And then I think there is also a number of people that are on dating apps and they're going on a lot of dates, but they are simply not in a place where they want to open up to someone and they are saying, oh, there is no, no one that's good enough for me or my standards are too high. But very often it could also be that the heart is closed and they themselves, these women, are not in a place to commit. So I think th there could be so many reasons. Why, why do you think, uh, uh, what do you think are the reasons that some women are single? I agree with you. I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy in my trainings and with clients because I do believe, you know, especially in recent decades, we have been educated and parented to be more in our masculine energy and we've become obviously more independent, which is a good thing, which is great. You know, I'm not against being more independent. I'm not against equality. Um, you know, I believe equality is good for everybody, but equality means, you know, um, equal opportunities. It doesn't mean being the same as men. And I think in a lot of ways, we've become the same as men in the energy we give off. And therefore, we're not attracting a man that will be attracted to our feminine energy. I agree. And then I think when women are too masculine, they are not letting men be masculine. So then the men become very feminine. And I, I hear women, and I'm sure you hear women say all the time, where are all the real men? There are no real men these days. Well, yes, there are. But when you are behaving in a way when you are not letting that man to be in his masculine, then the, there has to be some sort of dynamic. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. So a lot of quite masculine women are, of course, attracting feminine men. And these women are frustrated with these men because they, they're not following up in the way they want to. They're not showing up there. They're not being assertive and ambitious. But you have to be more feminine if you want to attract that masculine guy. That's how I see it. But I know it's, it can be very difficult. And, and it's, uh, I think it's funny that something that for our mothers was natural. Women are investing thousands and thousands in courses, buying books to learn. How can I be more in my feminine? Yeah, it is um, quite sad in a way, you know, um, that um, we're not, I suppose, allowed to be our natural selves and men aren't in response to that being their natural selves. And like you say, you know, if we are strongly in masculine energy, we're going to try attract men that are more likely to step into their feminine, which then isn't so attractive to us. And we wonder why that is. Or we're going to, uh, you know, um, think, well, why isn't somebody that is strongly in their masculine attracted to me, even if you drop dead gorgeous? And it's because, you know, he isn't attracted to that masculine energy that you're giving off. And he might not even be aware of why he's not attracted to you, because, as I say, you might be very attractive um, physically, but he will feel there's another masculine 
energy in the room and it's the polarity of energies that create the attraction and the passion and we don't realize you know quite often what energy we're living in or exuding and, and that's what's creating the dynamic of um, when a man that you find attractive doesn't find you attractive and um, it's it's quite often because he's feeling that masculine energy and that might just be subconsciously and that puts him off he's not attracted to that Mm, and I think it's, uh, I know for a lot of us, we have to wear different hats and it's very difficult. Like, okay, I have to be this goal getter when I'm at work and now I have to be fragile flower on a date. Otherwise he won't like me. But I think it's also important to remember that different environments require a different kind of you person. So if, if a woman can learn to, okay, if I'm going on a date, Maybe I need to, I don't know, have a, a bath or something that will allow you to relax so you can be in more, your, in more of your feminine, so you can be more relaxed, so you don't have to try to control everything that man does from when he's going to pick you up, pay, choosing a restaurant and where you're going to sit at the restaurant, what you're going to order, because I think some women do a lot of that. And I can see why, if you especially if at work, Every day you have to make those executive decisions. It's very difficult to step away from that and let someone else do those things for you because you're so used to being in control. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, a, you know, one of the biggest things is relinquishing control and the feminine energy. It's all about receiving, isn't it? You know, even the act of sex is about receiving. So I think it's remembering that, you know, that is your true natural essence. If that is your natural core energy being the feminine energy even though we've got both um then you know know that that core energy is is asking you to relinquish that control and you know just receive 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes it's, it's not easy sometimes to receive right because when you are receiving there is also a risk involved i think sometimes receiving may feel like it's very risky whether you're receiving love or even a gift you may think, oh, if I'm receiving a gift now, I need to give something back. But not necessarily. Sometimes your time is just enough why someone wants to give you a gift. Absolutely. I think, you know, when I've done exercises with women and I've said, um, you know, um, you know, let's give each other compliments. Quite often we bat them off, you know, or feel that we need to reciprocate that compliment rather than just saying thank you. That's very true. Yes, yes. Someone says, oh, it's a nice dress. I like your dress. And you're like, oh, yes, I, I bought it on a sale. Or, oh, I had it for such a long time. In, it's, instead of thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. And I feel that men are in the same boat, you know, when they offer to carry our bags or pull out our chair or, you know, literally open a door. Quite often women won't accept that as receiving a gift from men you know they think well I'm perfectly capable of doing it for myself well of course you are but the thing is that he's doing out out of an act of chivalry you know it makes him feel masculine to give those gestures and and you know if we learn to accept them even if it's not in a romantic sense you know it just could be a colleague or a family member that, that does these things for you you can sort of practice these things on on men that you know in your circle can't you and I think definitely, and I think what's happening because men are hearing all these conflicting messages, they are stopping, they're not doing that as much. 
those uh, great manners that they're lacking these days. And I just had the recently an incident. I, I think I'm, I made a video about that on my YouTube channel that uh, I was going. Uh, so I live in the UK and I was traveling from London to Nottingham. Nottingham is where I live. And uh, I was on a train and the train was packed. There was nowhere to sit. And I was just standing there. And, and then I sat down. And I was surprised that during the journey, the, there were a lot of men around. I was surprised that none of the men actually stood up and maybe asked, I mean, do, would you like to take my seat or would you like to sit there? And I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but on that journey, I was expecting that. And then I was talking to my friend and she was saying, no, this is how the world is nowadays. And those rules, they have changed. And and I think, yes, the rules may be changing, but I also think if we want certain behavior, we have to really encourage. So if someone is opening that door for you, if someone is helping you with your bags or what whatnot, I think it's important to make almost like a big deal out of that and to really appreciate and compliment that person and be grateful so they know that this is something that we celebrate as women. And I think the more we celebrate something, the more we will get out of more of that. It's like in a relationship. If we uh, compliment our partner and we say that they're great, they, that we love the cooking that they did, they will do more of that. They will cook that dish again and again. So I think <laughs> if we could do more of that, just uh, appreciate when things are done the way we would like them done when those doors are opened yeah I think it's down to as I said a little bit of misunderstanding around what the word equality means and I think you know men thinks they need to be more like women and women think they need to be more like men and, and that's actually creating a bit of a, a gender neutral energy which isn't creating attraction in any way shape or form it's just it's just creating an okay relationship that might this be either a friendship or you know um lack of passion and intimacy and aliveness that on the back of the trainings that you know that I know that I can share with people um changes to one of you know if you want that relationship where you've got lots of passion aliveness and fulfillment and there's lots of chemistry and attraction then that polarity needs to exist between the masculine and feminine energies between you and your partner, doesn't it? That's very true. Yes. And then I also think there is this uh, almost, uh, I call it the princess or the queen syndrome. And there is a, a certain type of women that uh, they have this sort of feeling of entitlement and they think that everything has to be done for them. And, and they want this uh, queen like treatment. However, they are not willing to treat a man that they're with like a king. So they want to be a king, the, the, the queens themselves, but they want to have a, almost like a peasant next to them. <laughs> so then I, I look at that and I think, well, how do you think this is going to work? And the, the, the energy and everything. And because as the time goes by, this man that you think, oh, it's so great. He just does everything that I want. He serves me as the time goes by, you will lose respect for that because you do want someone with a strong character and ambition and able to hold the ground and tell you when you are doing something that is maybe out of line. So I think this is why some women even, they stay single because they can't tolerate someone even 
pointing out that maybe they did something wrong uh, or that there is a certain expectation. They just imagine themselves as being a God's given gift, which is great. But I think you also have to show up in a certain way that's not just uh, one-sided. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, I can remember myself, you know, I put my hand up and say, you know, I've had that area of superiority in relationships before, you know, where I felt I was being the bigger person and not necessarily acting from a place of entitlement, but literally um, to the other extreme where I was too forgiving of unacceptable behaviour. I didn't have strong boundaries in place. So, um, you know, that's the other side of the coin. And, and that's because I thought I was being the bigger person. But actually that just created more, you know, acceptable behaviour, <laughs> basically. We that's treat some, people how yes. to them, don't we? Mm-hmm. That's something that I went through for quite a few years, actually, where I was attracting one toxic relationship after another. And I would wonder why it's happening like that. I would think of myself, oh, I'm this lovely woman and I'm so nice. Why do I get treated this way? But then as the time went by, I realized that my sort of being nice thing, that was the issue because you do have to set boundaries. You do have to tell other people what is okay and not okay. You have to teach others how you want to be treated. And sometimes thinking, oh, I'm just going to be a bigger person. I I don't want to cause issues. I'm so loving and forgiving. But I think in the end, this is just terrible, absolutely terrible and causes so much heartache and heartbreak and everything else. Yeah. And I think it's important to always accept responsibility for our part that we play in any relationship dynamic, whether it's um, an unhealthy, unfulfilling relationship or whether it's absolutely, um, you know, the other end of the scale where it's, it's toxic and, and really um, very unhealthy, um, that, that we do have our own individual roles to play within that as to why that's happening. It, you can't point the finger at the, your partner and just say, it's him, it's him, it's him, can you? That's another thing I think very often with single people, it's uh, all about oh, what is wrong with this person? Why I don't like this person? And the, the almost the criteria how this person is chosen is not the right one. So from I, I know that you've been in a long-term relationship for many years now, right? So what do you think people should pay attention to when they are choosing a partner that they want to be with? I'm always interested to hear someone's perspective because I need those tips myself. <laughs> well, actually, I've had two long-term relationships. I had a 23-year marriage and then I had a 10-year long-term relationship and, and that was a, a very amicable separation and we're still good friends now. And I think the secret to it is um, knowing this information that we're educating women about, you know, it's it's and also... The extra thing that I think some people aren't aware of is, are you acting from a place of love? In other words, are you, uh, you know, not risk averse? In other words, are you willing to put your heart on the line? Have you done the healing that you need to do in terms of um, not taking your baggage into your next relationship? So are you open hearted to start with? And have you sort of worked on yourself to, to heal any um stuff like heartbreak hurt and trauma from your past 
so that you're willing to risk your heart again, but also, you know, from a place of love and um, listening to your heart, you know, because quite often we enter into relationships with a lot of baggage that we haven't addressed. And also we are in our heads, you know, we're in our minds and we're, we're sort of stuck in uh, negative self-talk around um, stuff that's either affected us in the past or self-talk that isn't going to necessarily attract a great new relationships. For example, you know, if you're, if you're thinking all men uh, are cheaters because you've had a couple of men cheat on you in the past, then obviously that's where your focus is going to be. And that negative self-talk is going to affect your own thoughts, behaviours and languages to them. And quite often what you end up doing is creating the exact thing that you don't want because that's what you're focused on because you're in your head and you're coming to the relationship from a place of fear, lack and insecurity rather than from a place of love, you know, and abundance and um, feeling absolutely secure and confident in yourself. I totally agree. And I think with this, uh, I also always think that what you are looking for, you will always find. So if you're looking, uh, always looking for these red flags and dissecting every text, oh, he said something, you are sending screenshots of every interaction to your girlfriend's group. And these girlfriends, they're, they're making the impression without reading like the whole book as I like to say they just have a little snippet of whatever that they see and they're giving you advice based on their own experiences based on their past based on all the baggage that they're carrying so then I think you you have a group of people that are wanting to help you but it just ends up like a disaster and then you don't trust yourself and you, and you start making those decisions and you just think, oh yes, this relationship is definitely not going to work. This person is toxic and you just move to the next one, which I think it's, uh, it's a big problem nowadays because we are living in this society where people are so quick to get rid of things instead of trying to fix them. And I think there is no way of maintaining a beautiful, healthy relationship if you don't learn how to communicate, how to resolve conflicts, how to repair after disagreements. I think it's, it's a big problem. And that's why there are a lot of lonely people nowadays. I read somewhere that uh, I think people in their 20s and 30s are having less sex than generations before. Because oh, that's a people shame. Are, yes, that's very sad because people are not going out. They're just staying at home. They're, they're watching Netflix. They're on dating apps. But very often they, they just can't even be bothered to meet. So I think this is really sad. That's a good job. There's um, plenty of uh, people like ourselves out here then that are going to hopefully change things for the better and uh, create more love in the world. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on that note, Eva. Uh, what's your best contact information should any of our listeners want to get in touch with you? So the best way to find me is on my YouTube channel. So it's uh, my name, Yeva Kambaravaita, I-E-V-A-K-A-M-B-A-R-O-V-A-I-T-E. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, the name will be on the podcast episode, so don't worry if you don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeva... Any final thoughts or words of wisdom you want to share with the audience around the theme of why am I still single before we close the episode? Over? 
I think I would like to maybe invite uh, whoever is listening to look at relationships and dating with fresh eyes. And it's good that you had those experiences that you, you had people that maybe disappointed you and let you down. And I'm sure there were people that you disappointed or let down. But how can you maybe look at it from a different perspective and see, okay, how can I do something differently? How can I show up in a different way and not trying to be someone that you are not, not maybe that you read a book about or watched a video or someone told you who you have to be to be more feminine, masculine, seductive or flirty, but who you really are as a person. I think once you gain that uh, understanding who you are as a person and if you show up more in the way of who you are, and you set boundaries not from the place of I'm entitled, but from the place that I respect myself and I respect you. This is the way why I want to show up like that. I think once you start doing those few things, which sounds easier than it actually is, I can tell from my own experience. But once you make those changes, I, I think big things happen and, there, and then you create a huge shift in your relationships and the kind of people that you attract just by changing how you show up yourself. Yeah, and I think it's very important to stress it, it starts from you, you know, it starts from within, not without. It's not about, you know, looking at past relationships and laying blame or justifying why they didn't work out, but looking at yourself in a, and in a really honest and open way and not also blaming yourself. You know, we don't know what we don't know until we do, do we? That's very true. Yes, you, you do better when you know better, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So just understand, you know, a lot of um, dating coaches, relationship coaches, love coaches have been through these same issues themselves. And that's why they're good and knowledgeable about, you know, being able to impart this wisdom to you. Um, so just know that you're not alone and there's no need to lay blame on yourself and there's no need to lay blame on others either you know but that work does start from within so thank you so much Yeba for coming on and talking to us today about why am I still single today thank you so much for having me you're very welcome so it just leaves me to say until next time true love starts with opening our hearts and I'll see you soon on the next episode bye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.